Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. This is KJ Live with Chris Johnson. And Chris is having conversations with influencers in the sports world and entertainment industry. Now here's Chris Johnson. You're now tuned in to KJ Live. Today's guest on the show is a retired NBA veteran, a former UCLA Bruin who led the nation in field goal percentage two years in a row. This kid is from, he's not a kid anymore, San Diego, California, and was recently named to the team over at Showtime Basketball. I'm going to talk to him today about his transition into the world of digital media, content creation, and filmmaking. Retired NBA player Jelani McCoy is in the building. What's up, Big Lon? Mm, yeah, we live again. Back on KJ Live. We live. Yes. We are live, right? Yo, we, gonna, we live anyway. Whether we, it's live or not, we live anyway. Bro. We are always live, Lon. You know this. Uh, you were, you've been with me since the inception of KJ Live several months ago. One of my very first interviews. You're very much responsible for helping getting me comfortable and on the ones and twos and in front of this thing right here. My man, and mm-hmm. I always appreciate you and I always love your introspection and the thoughtfulness and mindfulness of the way that you go about your business and thought process. But I I wanted to talk to you, my brother, because, man, you're doing some real nice stuff, stuff that I didn't even see uh, come in. I was just with you a couple of weeks ago for a dog conference in San Diego. You didn't even tell me. You gave me no hint. You you did not let the cat out the bag. But talk a little bit about the new position you were recently named with Showtime Basketball. Oh man, uh, I kept you know me, Luck. I always keep the cat in the bag. You know, I'm, I, I like you know I like to move around in Star Wars secrecy and just do things. But um, after like a, a year long walking interview and you know what I mean, some sacrificing and some you know some long nights, uh, I was able to agree to take a deal with Showtime as a content uh, content creator, excuse me, producer uh, across all the smoke and all Showtime basketball. So I mean, it's been a a long time in the making. I've always been a fan of Showtime since soft porn when I was in in, in my in my parents' house. So you said soft uh, porn? You since said soft porn. Oh wow, wow, wow. Showtime wow. was known for soft wow. porn. Wow, wow. You know what I mean? But wow. they've been doing a good job. <laughs> wow. They've been doing a good job on um on, on telling athlete stories, you know, the uh, Absolutely. uh the the uh the Allen Iverson doc, the Kobe doc, the DeMarcus Cousins doc. Um, there's so many other ones outside of basketball that, you know, they do a good job on. So um, uh, opportunity came upon my desk and, you know, I, I, um, 
Thanks to Matt and Steven for trusting in me and for pushing me to be a part of the team. We was able to make it come true. And what do you think it, it takes for a guy like yourself, a retired NBA player that necessarily might have had the mind and the thirst and the want, didn't necessarily have the experience in this industry? What did it take for you to get up to speed and yep. to be and to excel in this field? Um, vulnerability, you know what I mean? And, and, and just surrendering into the moment and realizing that I'm not an authority, you know what I mean? Just like when we used to hoop when we was kids, you know, I just threw myself in it, you know what I mean? I just study everything. I watch things. I know the things that I like, the style that I like. Uh, I started uh, getting locked in the room with editors, learning about, you know, transitions and, you know what I mean? All the, all the, f- filmmaking, you know what I mean, words that you're going to need to, you know, succeed. And I just started learning. I've only ever cared about doing this ever since I made a decision to do this instead of coaching. So every day, every day since then has been something advocated to making myself better. And, you know, as a producer, as a filmmaker, as being in front of the camera, you know what I mean, helping you out, helping the fam out. We all got these outstanding voices that I feel like need to be heard. And now's a good time. So I've just been arming myself up and, you know, being able to help you, help Matt, help Steven, because we do a lot of stuff with the AI classic. Um, so yeah. I've just been able to help people. And I think that's the most thing I get off of. I've armed myself and learned so much that I'm able to help my friends and be, being able to be of value. So, you know, the people that look like us and my friends that I want to want to be in this industry. No, Absolutely. But touching on helping and mentoring, um, I remember when I first tried to get into the kind of the TV game and, you know, I had I did a bunch of stuff back in the day. But when I first broke in, I uh, got an internship, sort of an apprenticeship with a a producer over at NBC Universal, a guy by Mm -hmm. the name of Dan Hicks. He kind of showed me the ropes. He got me comfortable uh, in front of the camera doing stand ups, Mm -hmm. uh, sitting in the studio. I mean, he literally really just walked me through. We did a whole pilot that we pitched to USA Network. It was a whole situation mm-hmm. that, that was going on. But I can't thank him enough for the information and the knowledge he imparted upon me. I guess I want to yeah. know from you, do you have a mentor in this game? Is there somebody that that helped you show the ropes? Or did you crowdsource this this knowledge that you that you gave? I wanted a particular niche vibe. So I kind of good good word too, Loco. So I think I did crowdsource. You know, Josh Sikama, our humble our, our homie who we've worked a lot with, you know what I mean? Uh, filmmaker, music video director, mini doc, you know, Josh can do anything. Yes, you know what I mean? So uh, I've been able to lean on Josh, uh, Eric Newman at Showtime, Brian Daly at Showtime, and shit, even Matt Barnes. At, at, at this point now, we got to start giving Matt Barnes his flowers and start um, um, recognizing him as a producer. He's not just a talent because he really works behind the scenes on his podcast from segments to what he wants to, to look like across socials. So I learned from Matt, you know what I mean? Yourself, you know what I mean? And a handful of people that I know trust. Um, Rob on just Rob Archie, you know what I mean? On just being, you know, myself and being comfortable being myself and want my voice to be heard. So just a handful of people that I really cared about and that I trusted. So I'll probably crowdsource it as, a, as opposed to the other way. When you look at this NBA Hall of Fame class that just got inducted, it's a lot of guys, dude, from our era, man. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel old at all that these guys we competed against in the Hall of Fame or do, or do you view them as, you know, contemporaries that made it? I don't feel old, man. I feel proud. I feel, used to feel salty. And that's, you know what I mean? I used to feel salty because, you know, I didn't feel my career based on the talent that I knew I had in my heart, you know, went went as, as it should have. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't trade it for the world because it, it's brought me to the place that I am now. But I'm so proud, man, of people, you know, people in our class around our area that go to the Hall of Fame or, you know, even have been able to provide themselves, you know, their families with a ton of money and, you know what I mean, change their whole family experience. So I moved from, you know what I mean, salty to, uh, to you know what I mean, like, the you know, admiring contemporaries, just being so proud. I think as a, in our community, as a black community. And in the small group of we have as, as black athletes, African-American athletes, whichever one you want to use, we don't give each other our flowers. So 
I think it's about time that, you know, we get off, you know, the older generation and start concentrating on building ourselves up because a lot of some of us still have a still have a lot to offer to the newer generation. They're searching, you know what I mean, for newer ways or newer right. voices and different, you know, different ways to explain things. So I think that's I, that's what we hold in common, Kristan uh, Johnson and Jelani McCoy. And I just want to just move into a range where we can help each other, you know what I mean, and to continue to voice our opinions and these younger generations' opinions. But why do you think there's such a big disconnect at times between the older generation and the younger generation? And I'm not just talking about, you know, hoop and all that. It's, it's across the board. Yeah. It's fat. Yeah. It's the way people dress. It's the way people talk. It's this. It's that. It's this. It's that. Why do you think there's yeah. such a big disconnect? I mean, we've seen some of the older guys like uh, Allen Iverson, who really embraced yep. the younger generation in basketball and the younger generation has embraced him back. Why yep. do you think, though, that there's this, you know, this gap between the two generations? This shit got bougie somehow. You yeah. know what I mean? After AI and Chuck and Kevin Garnett set the blueprint of hard work and, you know, what comes from the hard work. This generation, you know, and some of the even some of the old middle in between and whatever this generation was, we forgot about what the hard work was. And we just went with the glitz and glamour from social media mm. and the cap. You know what I mean? We lost everything in between the start and the finish. So, you know, it's fake it till you make it times 100 right now. And uh, we just lost, you know, the story is in the, in the journey, you know what I mean? The things that you go through. So nobody interest, in, interested in the journey. If you're watching movies and shit right now, everything is instant, instant gratification. It's a bunch of noise on top of one. So right now we just lost a part of the story being in the hard work. We talk about Mamba mentality and all that good shit, but we're really not listening to what Cubby was talking about because... To me, those stories and the journey and the, the transference and the climb happens in the in, in the work. And we're just ignoring the work now and using memes and mm. quotes and shit from other people that are busy doing work at the end of the day. So I feel once we can uh, bridge that gap of the cap and the quotes and get back to action, you know what I mean? And a little uh, <laughs> less ego and more soul, I think we'll all be better off. Bridge that gap of the cap and the quotes. Let's eat. You did. Man, you sound like Gil Scott Heron around this piece, dog. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, hey, the revolution will not be televised. Be hey, televised, hey, man. But, but Lon, um, I recently had the opportunity to interview uh, WNBA legend Alana Beard. She's heading mm-hmm. up. She's heading up the uh, a group, right? She's partnered with the African American Sports and Entertainment Group based out of Oakland, and they're trying to bring a WNBA franchise to the city of mm-hmm. Oakland. Now, you are a lot of people don't know this, but you were born in Oakland, correct? I was. Yeah, you were yes. born in Oakland. So, as somebody who was born in that city, what are your thoughts on a WNBA franchise? The prospects of a black-owned, mind you, mm-hmm. black-owned. WNBA mm-hmm. franchise in the city. Mm-hmm. Of you think the city will get behind something like that? I mean, they better. It's such a townish thing to do, in my opinion. Right. You know what I mean? Just to because there's a need for it now. What better way than a WNBA player? You know what I mean? And a sister. Sorry. You know what I mean? To come back in there and represent the town and start bringing some vitality to the town because they're trying to suck the life out of the town right now. You know, the A's are in a situation, the Raiders getting out of there, the Warriors jump ship to San Francisco. So I know she's in touch with a lot of people in, in that tech space and that take area that can make a dream like this happen. And I think o- Oakland and everybody else should support her and do what they can do to bring that franchise to uh, Oakland, because I think it's a good marriage. I think it's something that Oakland can get behind. And, uh, and I think everybody wins across the board because there can't something like that couldn't happen in a better situation in our city than Oakland, California, in my opinion. So I'm I'm proud of her. Pats off to that team. And I hope everything yields. And and the team, the group has some pretty ambition, ambitious aspirations. They want to own a a black owned NFL team, a new uh, stadium and convention center. They want to do black wall street part two, the WNBA franchise. Then they want to put up a hall of fame and an academic center all in the city. So they have big dreams and aspirations. And I, and I think they have the means to achieve all these dreams, man. So I'm excited to, to see what happens with that. That's it's one of the most exciting pieces of news that I've heard in a long time, especially for the African-American community 
Um, no, I have to agree with you. The Oak Town. It all comes down to capital, though. You yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. What and you she said, about she did. What you said. She said yeah, she from did. What you, yeah, you know what I mean? She knew what she knew what she had to do to probably before she even stepped to the table. So yeah. I'm pretty sure she did her homework. I appreciate you sending me the article yeah. and uh and, and the link on you know what I mean on her on her being a guest on your show because I feel like she came to the table knowing that capital was going to be a big part and component in bringing this project. And she sounded like she had her itch together when she stepped to the table in the first place. So my hats goes off to her and we need to figure out whatever we can do, you know, to help her out if she needs it. It don't sound like she needs us, but if she do, you know, all yeah, it is is a hoodie hood and we, and yeah. we can help her. Yeah. I said the yeah. same, I said the same thing at the end of the call yesterday. I said anything I could do. I don't know if there's anything I could do, but whatever I could do. Whatever. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Please let me know. The vice mayor is, is a really big proponent of the city of Oakland. She's a, she's a big proponent of this entire project. I heard her speak in depth about it. So it's a really exciting uh, um, thing that's coming along. Absolutely. And we just did some stuff with Barbara Lee out there. Uh, you know, and her documentary yeah. was a, came out on stars a couple of months. So, uh, Ray was out there uh, doing a bunch of uh, film work and helping with the premiere. Oh, yeah. So, um, well, I saw that. You know, yeah, the town is always going to be in our heart. You know what I mean? I'm a big A's fan. I'm a 49ers fan, but I'm an A's fan. Like, I spent a lot of time up in Oakland, so it's always going to be near and dear to my heart. So, we always going to represent the town for show, for show. Jumping back to the Allen Iverson documentary, you, you're a producer on that. Talk about a little bit about that project, what it was like working with Allen, Bubba Chuck. And yeah. what should we expect to see in this mini doc? Man, this mini doc, you know what I mean? We left a lot of blood, sweat and tears, you know what I mean? In the, in the, in the cutting room and in, there, in, in the process, bringing us together because it was the only All-American game during the pandemic. McDonald's and everything else was shut down. So, mm. you know, they had Chet Holmgren, Paolo Banchero, Peyton Watson, uh, Raven Johnson, the first female to play in an uh, All-American game, was present. Um, coached by uh, uh, Stephen Jackson, Rasheed Wallace, Bonzi Wells. So uh, Darius Miles was a part of the project, along with AI's team, Jai Manziel and Bobby Bates. So uh, it, w- it was just an opportunity to go and, and do something for Chuck. You know what I mean? Chuck is a part of what I like to call... The Showtime universe is kind of like a Marvel universe where you'll see documentaries and mini documentaries and podcasts and other episodic things for different players on the Showtime uh, platform. So uh, it was just an opportunity. I, I met Chuck in 93 at the McDonald, uh, the Nike All-American camp. So uh, we obviously hit it off then. I played, for, uh, played with him at Denver and against him for a couple years in the NBA. So I'm a big Allen Iverson fan. You know that. We wore the Allen Iversons during the Duke game, the first the first uh, AIs uh, from Reebok. So anytime I could help one of the former players, a Hall of Famer that I played with, that I played against, that I was a teammate of, I'm all on board and I take my job very seriously. So I'm trying to paint the uh, our, 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 our heroes in the best light, you know what I mean, always with love and light, not a lot of negativity. Uh, I'm, I'm very protective of their transparency, and it was just an opportunity to go down there, have took my business partner and a UCLA alumni, uh, Ray Young, down there and help produce. Uh, it turned out really well. So you should expect to see Bonzi Wells and Rasheed, uh, Rasheed Wallace in a different light. And I'm really proud of the the way Steven Jackson is standing on his own on this one. You know, a lot of people know him as the co-host on All the Smoke. But again, Stack has another universe underneath Showtime Basketball that's also going to highlight his talent. So it was awesome. It was a learning experience. And it was during the pandemic. So it was a lot of, you know, pandemies going on and stuff yeah. we had to work through. But it, but it came out. And I'm glad it worked out. Well, well, if you could pinpoint during that 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 process of filming, something that happened that was just crazy or that, you know, it was a little bit off kilter that threw you off a little bit. You have any experiences like that or did it go pretty smooth the entire way? Man, you know, we train for everything, Loco. We've seen everything. We've been pretty busy for the past five years, you know what I mean? From it being up to, you know, three minutes before a live show happens and we still scrambling trying to get assets ready for a live stream or a live show up in San Francisco. So we pretty much expect everything. I expect expect an alien to pop out of somebody's head and, like, keep it cool. You know what I mean? So I've just trained. That's why I keep myself in shape. You know what I mean? I try to, you know, get a good diet, try to get a couple good nights sleep because I I just try to be prepared for anything. But I think the dopest thing that happened 
was when we were shooting. This was in uh, the Jack- Stephen with uh, Jackson was in the middle of uh, Ramadan or his first fast. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Ever he never fasted in his life. And he had to, you know, I'm producing and working on cameras and working with cameramen and whatnot. And he was the coach and he asked me to coach for him while he put while he prayed. So in the middle of the All-American game, I had to go from producer slash director slash security slash, you know what I mean, cameraman slash whatever it is to coach. And it was I and, and on the bench with some heaters, you know what I mean? Dudes going to Gonzaga, you know what I mean? You know where Chet and Paolo going, you know what I mean? Those Dude, are some big Gonzaga, time. Gonzaga, they're they're high on the NBA radar, top one they're and high two. On the, top one like and two. Six, yeah, six a couple of these guys are six to eight months removed from going to the league. So yeah. just being in that full circle again while I was, you know, transitioning on the other side of my life, you know what I mean? Just reaching back in that moment to just understand that, you know, basketball is always going to be a conduit as to, you know what I mean, uh, grace for me. That, that was one of my prouder moments. And for him to trust me and for him to trust me like that, because during that weekend, a uh, couple of days is when me and Jack formed a bond. You know what I mean? That led to me probably getting this relationship. So super proud of it. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, I had uh, similar. Well, not similar experiences, but I experienced the prayer during the game thing when I played in Qatar. So yeah. if we had a game, right, and it coincided with the time that they called it Saleh, I believe, and they so we stopped the game. Mm-hmm. Chris, go over to the bench. We have to pray. The whole everybody that's a Muslim, they they pointed towards Mecca, and then they, they would get down on the floor during the game and start praying. And at first, I was kind of tripped out, but then I was like, "Well, I got used to it." I, and then I was respect. I started yeah. to respect the process. I think I dribbled a ball one time and everybody looked at me. I was like, oh, shoot, this is not the best. That ain't there. This that ain't there. Hey, I did the same thing in a, in, uh, in a Milwaukee Bucks practice one time, dude, uh, with Nelly. And I dribbled the ball. He looked, it was, they were in the middle of the thing. He looked over, he glared at me. Pick up that fucking ball. He said, I was hey, like, man. I'm like 10 years old, bro, getting yelled at by Nelly, bro. I was like, yeah, I, was like, hey, I didn't know it was a thing. Relax, Nelly. I didn't know it was a thing. Man, I'm learning here. I'm learning. Bro. I'm learning. Uh, man, we just went off the rails. But no, but that that's deep. That sounds like that sounds like a really fun thing, man. You so you're it's an amazing it was it interesting to and this is a, a kind of an in the weeds type of question for you, Lon. So that weekend, right, Iverson Classic, you're, you're behind the camera. So you're looking at the kids through a different lens, right? Because you're mm-hmm. setting up shots and you're, you know, storylines, et cetera. Now, when you were called into coaching, now you have to put on another. You got to take that lens off and put on the Hooper lens. Hey, you're a baller. I'm yeah. a coach. I look at you for your, your strengths, deficiencies, how we're going to get you off in a basketball standpoint. How, how, how did that, was that an easy transition to do? Did you, or did you feel like you had an advantage because you were so like, you had been basically studying these guys. They were subjects of yeah. the film. I went, I went weirdo. You know, I just clicked <laughs> right over in the weirdo because I was looking at them through viewfinders and look at them through such a particular lens. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they seen me. Yeah. Like I wasn't there just, you know, holding or, you know, pointing to. I was clapping and shit. You know what I mean? I was I was in it. You know, we get when we get in the gym and there's oh, some yeah. talent in there, the energy in there is palpable. So I was that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Geeking them up on dunks, you know what I mean, jumped in and out of a couple of drills. So it was kind of easy. And I don't I don't think I ever want to lose that feeling of being able to just instantly jump into a coach right. or you know what I mean, instant hooper situation and, and you hit it right on the head. I think because I was so hyper focused on there making them look like heroes, you know what I mean? That, you know what I mean? That just carried over instantly when I had to coach for that couple minutes. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. 
In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. No, that's pretty dope. That's the first thing that sort of came uh, in my mind was how you you operated with them. It took me back to when we coached together with the Double Pump organization yeah. back in 2015, which was you know one of the fun, the most enjoyable summers that I've had. Me, you, Ryan Forehand Kelly, who's currently assistant yep. coach for the uh, Brooklyn Nets. We were holding it down. I don't know if you remember this, Lon. But Lon, I don't know if you remember this in Vegas, but the day when we played that uh, Dame Lillard Adidas team, we were up 12. They came back and beat us. Do you remember yeah. Mitchell Robinson, the big, tall, wide shoulder? Mitchell Robinson, who plays for the Knicks, he was playing before them. So when we walked in, because you know we got to the game early. Yeah. So when we walked yeah. in, we saw that we saw this big footer, and we were just like, who is this big wide shoulder? Dog, I don't know if you remember, but that was Mitchell Robinson at the time, bruh. Lon, when you think That's back crazy. to that, when you think back to that summer, man, it, we 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 went head up with some big time programs, man. What was the yeah. what what stood out the most of 2015 in our only coaching experience together? Which one you think? My my favorite moment is when the, when the dad <laughs> had, had his fingers through the fence. Uh, uh, I forgot where oh, he was oh, at. So American was, American Sports Center, the Nets, the American Nets. Sports yes. yes, they got the Nets behind us. The dad has got the got his fingers through the Nets. You know what I mean? All ain't about shit. Oh my God! Right, we let that one go. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we stayed coaching. We let that one go. We stayed coaching. Then another one came. So another insult. Oh, they all stop that. Just talking his shit with his fingers through the uh, through the net. Oh, my, my favorite moment was when we looked over there at unison. And told him to go sit his ass. <laughs> it was beautiful. Nobody, there was no cues. There wasn't even a verbal cue. It's like literally, you know what I mean? One, two, after the third one, it was like, it's all, it's, it's on now, you know what I mean? And I remember uh, one of the pumps, I remember he was like, hey, you know, trying to stick up for himself. And then one of the pumps came over there. Then, <laughs> Why you do the run? <laughs> David. Yeah, that's how he came over there. I remember David. turning because I, I, I felt it. I felt David. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> He was all red. He was like, "What's going on?" He, you know, they were, he was definitely wasn't gonna let nothing happen. To oh us, no! Oh no! Like, I'm sorry, that's guys. Our guy. so, that's our know, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good luck with that. But he was like, "What's going on here?" You know what I mean? We was like, "Ain't shit going on, Dave." You know, we we it was just a funny situation. You know, oh, I mean, man. I still use the language, but you know what I mean. That's what it's that's what it good. was. Uh, that was my that and beating the uh, the balls and getting into it with getting this the stare down for mama ball post game well mid yeah. and post game so I was gonna talk about that so so mm-hmm. 
I, I think it was a foul call. So we're playing against the balls, the ball brothers, uh, you know, LeVar, everybody's there. Tina, the rookie of the year. The rookie of the year, LaMelo. So we're playing against the ball brothers. And, you know, it's a big, it's a great game. It's, it's spirited. Everybody's right watching our game. It's probably one of the most turned up uh, basketball situations I've been Lonzo in. Lonzo was there on the sideline. Hey, it was sick. It was sick, dude. It was sick. Everybody was in the building watching this game. But, but I think what stood out for me, <laughs> I think I complained about a foul call or I said something to the effect of, you know, to the ref. Right. I'm talking to the ref. Man, call the foul, man. What the hell? Yeah. I look over sort of towards LeVar and then Tina stands up. She has her hands on her hips. She she had been staring at me for like five minutes. She was looking at me. She like, was burning a hole in your face. I was in the cut staring at her like she wasn't. She was like, that ain't no God foul. Loud as could be. And I'll tell you, and, and if you can see my face. I looked at I looked at Lavar. I looked at yeah. Tina. I looked at Lavar, and I just started smiling and put my head down. Yeah. Like, oh, like I'm sorry, because I, I have utmost. You know me, I have utmost respect for Lavar. But, but that showed me that showed me something amazing in that yeah, Mama man. Ball was willing to claw would come at me like that. What do you talk about though? The Ball Brothers this year. I don't know if you got a chance to check them out. Chicago, yeah. the rebirth of Lonzo. And and yeah. Melo have have reinvigorated both of those franchises. They're both looking yeah. like they're going to make the playoffs. Just talk a little bit about the Ball Brothers. I mean, it's time. You know what? It, what I don't know if it's manifestation or whatever it is, but Lonzo. Um, I mean, Pop's got to be looking like a genius right now. You know what I mean? All the stuff that I think it was a lot on their plate. But one thing we always said is that they was good. Yeah, you know what I mean. We didn't know if they was gonna burn out and it was gonna be too much, but you know, with the basketball part was good. We wasn't worried about the jump shot and the things that the pundits and the, the people talk about. How he got to get his shot pocket together. He was still busting everybody's ass on the NCAA level all throughout <laughs> high school, and he's continuing to do it as a pro. Now, as a pro, obviously, you're gonna refine your mechanics and it's gonna look even better, sweeter. But I think we predicted this. You know what I mean? We knew Lonzo was gonna be what he was, and we knew. Melo was a basketball savant. And then he put the, you know, the growth spurt on the top of it and watching what uh, Big Bro had to go through and the uh, uh, and the other one going through what he did at UCLA and how mm-hmm. he's trying to find his way, I think is a perfect shield. That ball family crest, I think, is amazing. The cloth that Moms is cut from, mm-hmm. even the cloth that Pops is cut from, although it wasn't, you know what I mean, the vehicle we're necessarily want to see it was the one that worked that shit is working you know mm-hmm. what i mean he got his baby boys cracking you know what I mean? they're able to provide you know a good life for their family to take care of their mom and dad and yeah. i'm a big ball uh, uh 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 advocate as to where sometimes i used to be like eh, i don't know you know what i mean pops is a lie and sometimes yeah. he was bsing but he was able to <laughs> cook it all up you know what I mean? And really make something special though. And I couldn't be, it couldn't happen. And they're good kids. Yeah. They're cool. They're cool kids, man. They really just about their hoop and their parents and their fans. So, you know yeah. what I mean? The pioneers, trendsetters, you work for the, you know, the, the BBB uh, group, you know what I mean? You can attest to where they're at with their business and how pioneering they were with their ways. And I, I couldn't be more happy for them as a, as a father and as a guy who, you know, has a son who's thinking about playing basketball or sports, you know what I mean? It's just been amazing to watch. I'm happy for him. I think it's one of the most fascinating things that we've seen in the history of athletics, to be honest with you. Because it's one thing to call your shot if you're Babe Ruth or if you're, you know, Joe Namath and this and that. But LeVar basically called his shot twice. He, he basically told you he was going to have a top, Five draft pick. And I know he said it about all three, but when you get yep. two out of three that are top man. five draft picks, my man, top three draft picks, okay? Two sons from Chino Hills, California. It, it, it's unbelievable. It's mind-boggling. It Be, and because of how brazen he was, and I know people, they have their thoughts, and LeVar's an acquired taste. See, I grew up around the balls, and so I grew up in that era, so I'm used to all that stuff that y'all was saying. That energy. Yeah, that that energy. energy. I'm not intimidated. That's that energy that people are intimidated by. I get it. I'm rolling with it. Even to the point, man, when I had the opportunity to coach on the JBA, which was the the league that LeVar started for LaMelo in 2018. It was a barnstorming tour. We had eight Mm -hmm. teams. We traveled the country, coast to coast, cities, Dallas, solid 
uh, accommodations, man. Solid travel arrangements, solid everything, right? Yeah. Fa- Facebook had a, fa- a camera crew that was following us. Our games were televised yeah. on Facebook Live. When you look back on that situation, it was like, wow. And we we're playing 48 minute quarters. LaMelo, look, LaMelo's playing the whole game. We're playing back to backs. Look, we're doing stuff like we're being Texas, play a game, they have to fly to Seattle, play another game tomorrow, the next night. I mean, so look. And so it's, but to see LeVar, LeVar is just the ultimate dad, like sports dad to do that. He created a yeah. league for your son. And at the time, when he, had, hey, at the time when he had launched it, you know, everybody, it was maligned. Everybody was poo-pooing it. Everybody was talking crap about it. They're like, Chris, why are you even involved in something like that? I'm kind of like, well, I see the future. I'm not necessarily stuck in what you guys see because I've never really seen things like you guys uh, see it. So I'm kind of looking at this as from a developmental standpoint. I know that LaMelo is going to get some reps against older dudes for the next that's three what you to said. four. That's, that's what, what I said. said. Three to that's four months. He's going to play against older said. dudes. You're playing against older yep. dudes that are better than you, that are stronger than you, faster than you. And then the kid went to Lithuania, and his journey is well documented. But th- that was one of the first little uh, moments in his career where I said, man, this guy is built and wired differently. I mean, I saw, yeah. him, I saw him go for 50 and 21 assists and 18 rebounds. Like, I see these numbers, right? And, and people were like, oh, look who it's against. It's not against nobody. But I'm like, you guys don't understand basketball. To be able to get yeah. 50-something points, 20-something rebounds against guys that could have went to college or went to college, that's all I need to know. I've I seen, yeah. seen the talent in the league, Lon. So, you know, we know basketball players, and we yep. know when to respect a performance or a string of performances against certain type of dudes. Absolutely. Just because you're these, just because you never heard their name or just because you don't know their resume, it don't mean that you have the the ability to discern whether or not they can play the game. I'm just letting y'all know it's a different. Not level. at all. It's that eye. It's that eye line. But but again, we can, we, we can walk. We can walk in the gym where the top fifty is playing, and we can look at a court and be just be be staring at the top fifty court and be like. Well, who is that other dude? <laughs> he need to be over here. He need yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why he over there. And then this is going on because I could pick, pick three off of this court right now that he should be over. You know, yep. like you said, we're real life basketball players and yep. we spend a lot of time watching basketball, scouting basketball, uh, preaching it, you know what I mean? Uh, coaching it, you know, to the younger generations and working on it. And you come from a long, uh, 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 a royal basketball bloodline, you know what I mean, with your father. Appreciate uh, at, at the end of the day. So, you know what I mean? It's always been secondhand to us. And, you know what I mean? Like you said, it's about time that, you know what I mean, people that know the game can actually speak on it and, like, identify what a great player is without looking at the top 100. Do, do you miss it at all, Lon? I saw you in a, in a workout with your son the other day. Yeah. Getting it in, yep. you still getting the stance a little bit. You still have some lateral movement. Do you <laughs> do you do you ever sit back and say, <laughs> do you ever just miss it at all? Where you just like, dang man, I, I miss this game. Or or are you at peace with where you are and the game with the game of basketball? I'm at peace, but I do miss the psychotic competitiveness. Hmm. I do miss the moments that'll make you just want to, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? All the slow motion things where you see people tensed up, screaming and damn near slobbering or looking at the floor. I do miss those psychotic uh, competitive moments where you can scream and get those moments out. Cause you know what I mean? Those are your flowers in that instant. Cause when you're, when you, when you're an athlete, you know, you're on to the next game, the next moment. When you see players have those moments that end up memes and all this crazy shit we end up ingesting for the next decade, it's really that psychotic competitiveness and that release from your hard work paying off or, you know what I mean? Going through adversity in the game to get an and one. I don't care if you're a shitty free throw player, you made two in a row and you want to do some shit to the crowd or, you know what I mean? Or do something to yourself. I just miss those moments, but I'm definitely at peace because I know my generation of basketball was one of the greatest ever. And for, for me to be mentioned and I've talked to a couple of players my peers and some of the OGs for them to mention me and talk about my career and everything. It really puts me at peace. But like, I think I talked about that before on the show. I didn't really get that peace till, you know, like five or six years ago, or maybe even in the time before that, those dudes that helped me was KG. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm at peace, but I do miss the psychotic competitiveness. Yeah, man. I, 
I missed the game, man. I miss it a lot. Yeah. I, I felt like I, I, you know, my career ended too early. I had to retire because of injury and threw out my back in China with Jr. playing on with Jr. Henderson playing the same team. Mm-hmm. He brought me over there and threw out my back. I was gonna play with him in Japan for a year, man. Make about three, two, three hundred thousand, bro. It was like a nice little setup. Twelve months, yeah. Man. Six business class to and from from L.A. a year, dog. I was like, God, look, this is love. But I threw my yeah. back out. But I think the thing I miss the most, Lon, is, is God, man, it's going to sound crazy and cocky and arrogant. But just the feeling of when you bust somebody's ass, when you hit a three, mm-hmm. when you hit a deep three on somebody after maybe through the leg, through the leg, hezzy, and then you just raise it. And then the, that, that moment, right, Lon, when you're holding the follow through. Mm-hmm. You're holding mm. the ball through. You had a nice one. Yeah. You had and, an elbow. And, 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 nice and, he, and he's contesting, and you just yeah. sitting there like, hey, you ain't, ain't nothing you could do. Those are the moments that I yeah. miss. I also miss those pressurized moments when we need a bucket. Yeah. Hey, when we need a bucket or we need an offensive you rebound on the, free, on the free throw. Hey, we need an offensive rebound on the free throw, so we got to come in early and hook somebody's arm and get underneath somebody and root them underneath. So we got one follows. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Those little things, like when then then somebody else got to make sure the other dude don't crash. You know, it's those. Oh. Little, yeah, that's a good point. But those me, locked in moments when you know it's four seconds left, and you know Coach Eric or somebody needs oh, to up a play. God. We know it's the shit gonna work. We just waiting for it to uh to to go through at the end of the day. Those moments, man, and like at the end of the day, Loco, you, you that's why you got those moments. You know, the game was taken away from me too, and you know, like. You know, in a similar fashion, not through injury, but partly through injury. Sure. But I, I think those moments, of pe- that shit don't happen to people. No. At the end of the day, ain't nobody locking in with their side hops trying to win a game with 16,000, you know what I mean, uh, <laughs> eyes on them, hoping they're going to fail, and then some people expecting them to win. Like, that's not a real thing that happens in life, you know, that, that you go through with your company. Your, you know, the, the, even if you go to college with somebody, I guess y'all can do that on the calculus test. Mm. <laughs> ready for, you know what I mean? Yeah, that was a hell of a test, you know what I mean? Yada, 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 you know what I mean? Or if you're in Sigma Chi to Chi and you go to the the whatever dance, the, the under the, the enchantment under the sea dance, and you know you get to do that type of stuff. Earth angel, Earth you know what I mean. You Earth angeling out there, man. You know what I mean. But nobody is inside a poly pavilion. You know what I mean, with the expectations of winning for a, a national title contender every year mm. and going through that with lifelong friends. So I hope that sometimes when you down in those moments, you remember that shit. Yeah, you absolutely. remember playing in Qatar and meeting people while people had to pray. You know what I mean? Because that uh, that eventually evolved this year into the KJ that we're seeing now. And why you got a successful podcast on iHeart, brother. I appreciate that's the whole, it. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole part of this thing. And you, you really uh, hit on something very, very special and important because it is true. It is those experiences that do keep you going. They, yeah. they reinvigorated me, man. I was at a low point, man. I was tripping out back. I was going through the pandemic, all kind of drama. But then I decided... For to reach out, started to reconnect with folks again, man. Yeah. Started hollering at everybody. Hold on, man. It was in the middle of the pandemic, man, and I had been watching Fat Joe's podcast, and he had been he had a great episode on there one time where he brought in a young lady by the name of Cheryl from SWV, the group SWV, mm. uh, Coco. But her name is Cheryl mm-hmm. in real life, Coco, right? So, but I did I had no idea that Fat Joe and Cheryl grew up on the same block. The same hood. They grew right. up in like Bronx River, New York, uh, line, yeah. and so they had this whole relationship. So they were talking about how when he, when each one made it big, they would be like so proud. And if they, you know, when they ran into each other over the years, how crazy it was. Two kids. Yeah. So that kind of made me. It touched me, man. So I was like, man, let me holler at my my folks, man. It's been a minute. I ain't seen nobody. I ain't talked to nobody. And so I started reaching out all over the world, man, to all of y'all here, to my different networks of individuals that cross my path. Uh, over the course of my life. And yeah. uh, I'm thankful for each and every one of you, man. And and, and, and like to your point, <laughs> it does help you in the end, man, when you remember you, that your net work is your net worth, brother. Yeah, and so you got to sure. always keep that type of stuff in mind. And it's a net worth in your soul too, man. Because when you, you get disconnected from the family, man, you start to lack and lose certain parts of your identity. Yeah, I, man, you're in there talking to you, you're in there talking to yourself, convincing yourself that your bullshit is right when most of the time you be on bullshit, uh, you know, myself included, you know what I mean? You're intelligent, 
introspective people, sometimes, you know, we beat ourselves up, you know what I mean? So, you know, uh, uh, at, at the end of the day, I think it's up for us to acknowledge that, you know what I mean, as we start to grow older and just like, you know what I mean, not have those moments and, you know, remember the positive as well as the negative. It's a, it's a 2020 beat us all up. The pandemic beat us all up, you know what I mean? But along with the pandemic came an endless amount of opportunities for a short amount of time. So that's one thing that I talked to you about, you know what I mean? When you reached out, it's like, hey, it'll never be a time like this now. So if you ever wanted to do something, do it now. And you seize that, you know what I mean? You jumped on that opportunity. That seemed to uh, like you said, that seemed to be only the thing you needed to hear. And ever since then, you know what I mean? You've been able to just progress and do the thing. This is what you're supposed to be doing. So, you know what I mean? I'm glad that you were able to take bits and pieces from what everybody else was saying and make the decision on your own. Cause it's easy to listen to people, but still be locked off in the room and isolated. Yeah, it is. And not, you know what I mean? And still not doing nothing, but you made, so you put some action to it. You know what I mean? And I think, during the pandemic, people who put some action behind some of their fears and anxieties and like, F it, I'm going to do it scared. I yeah. think they're going to be rewarded, you know what I mean, coming into the new year. And I think you are uh, and, and and a lot of other people in our group that truly genuine support each other, not the bullshit, not the Instagram likes and reposts. You know what I mean? People that make calls and support you. You know, you call and say congratulations. So long, so long. Wait, real quick, real quick. You think there's a difference in in the level of support between someone that may someone that so two people are friends, right? You got two yep. friends. One A friend, A friend B. Friend A calls you. Friend B yep. hits you on the internet, likes, gives you the hands up, shouts out, celebratory. They both have the same amount of emotion of happiness for you. Yeah. Is there is there a difference now, or do you appreciate it more because you're sort of old school? That's a great, that's one of your better KJ, this is one of the better KJ live questions. Um, and I'm, I would say the easy way and be like, it's a hybrid. You know what I mean? That would be the easy way. It is the easy way. I think, I think it's a mix of both, Chris. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, hey, nah, for real, we lost people. Yeah. We lost code. I lost a friend. Yeah. You've lost some people. Yes, absolutely. So call me, man. If it's yeah. truly about support and love, you know what I mean? It can be a funny style text. You know what I mean? We can joke. It ain't necessarily got to be, man, my brother, congratulations. And all you. it could be like, oh, I see, you know what I mean? Or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like hit somebody. Enough of the social media and the liking or the reposting. Because you know what I mean? Like even that. I, long story story, hit somebody. You know what I mean? We had a time and age, and maybe I am older, you know what I mean? And I don't want to date myself or age myself, but we had a time right where I, no, where I appreciate the people that actually hit me on my line and show me support and love because that's what I do. You know what I mean? I'll probably do both. You know what I mean? If you really, if I know you're an Instagram guy and you really place value on that, I'm going to get. <laughs> You know what I mean? In the in the marathon or what Ray's real good. Stop. You stop. Oh yeah. my God, I hate you. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna try to give you a, a Drake quote or whatever that is, because you place value on that. But really, you know what I mean? Like you, I'm gonna pray both. You can hit me and be like, if I love you, you can be like, hit me and post this for me, dog. And I'm gonna post it for you. For you sure. know what I mean? And I'm gonna put something nice behind it. You know what I mean? But yeah, you will. I only do that to support you. I really could give a shit about Instagram and you know what I mean, yeah. being a you know me supporting in that way. I really us pull up and eat some nachos, you know what I mean? And, and we ain't even really got to talk about congratulations. It's really just about breaking bread and being around that energy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. 
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know, absolutely. Energy is, is what it's all about. As I've gotten older, yeah. I start to realize, man, protecting your energy, yeah. being understanding of, of, of energy suckers, the vampires yeah. that are out here that will yeah. jack you, your whole thing. And, and your folk. I even protected some <clears throat> of my folks' energy. If I know you're sensitive or I know you so wear soft up under the belly or just if I got a bunch of good people around and somebody else is bringing some negative shit, you know, I'll attack it. You know, I'll make you leave. You know what I mean? I'll make you feel sure. like you're not wanted so that you can leave. You know what I mean? So you I, you you actually you're that serious about your energy. You protect your energy at all costs. So you will remove a person from your situation or or, or attempt to or or do what you can to remove them from yes. the situation if their energy is off. Now what defines bad energy though? You gotta be responsible for your energy. So sometimes it's anxiety. Right. You know what I mean? Sometimes people are just a little anxious. You know, it's like, I'm not that anxious, but I got a little bit more chills. I mean, I'm from Cali. You yeah. know what I mean? I ain't on all that shit. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? There's some people who are envious and they ask envious questions. You know, the people right close to you that are unhealthy to accept your success, even though you're trying to bring them along with you. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's complicated. You know what I mean? These things is complicated around. So I just made it a point to poke the eye out. Of, of, of all that type of energy. And if it means I got to be nasty to protect the, the good people that I'm around, because I think I talked about that. I'm cocky about the people that I'm around because they're great people. Yes. Not because of their success. It's because they're legitimately great fathers. Yeah. They're legitimately great people. You know what I mean? They care about people. So I don't want, because I'm a bigger guy, we, we've always been like this. We've always been on the bigger mouth side. We can go there. We can play nasty going back and back and forth with somebody. Everybody ain't built like that. So I'm kind of aggressive. So I use that aggressiveness to protect people I love and to protect the energy. You know what I mean? Other besides that, you probably ain't going to ever hear from me. You might think something's wrong with me. <laughs> probably going to be enjoying, you know, some some brown water and some cannabis. I'm probably just going to be in the cut blinking and staring and watching shit because that's what I like to do. I'm a people watcher. And, you know, that's just my vibe. But if it's, a, if it's about bad energy and it's my family or my people around, then I'm probably going to be an asshole. What's brown water? Uh, whiskey. <laughs> you know what I mean? My old fashioned. Hey, you know, I, I wanted people. to know you for somebody that that partakes. Not, not you don't drink that much, but but you do drink. You do drink when it's the uh, opportunity or the occasion. is yeah. proper to drink. How yeah. how is it that you've managed to uh, keep the weight off? You've gotten Tell skinnier. It. Then from I lost I, hella muscle mass. Yeah, you gotten skinnier. You look skinnier as a human being uh, now than you did when I knew when I known you from back in the day, bro. Yeah, bro, I lost hella muscle mass, and I eat to my activity level, and I really don't drink unless I'm gonna see y'all. When yeah, I do, I'm gonna right. turn up. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but you don't drink way. like that. Yeah, 
Yeah, but if it's with it was with fam, but I don't drink like that, and I just try to do something every day. I got the shit from you. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you always doing something on the body instead of when I notice there's something I don't like about my body. You know what I mean? I just go work on it. Yeah, like instantly. If I got time, it's like I ain't really feeling it. Then I'll go run. I'll use that to go run, or I'll go in here on the Peloton. You know what I mean? And take like an hour class, and then do another stretching. So I just try to keep it moving. Whenever I start getting locked or I feel like stagnant or I don't like something. You know, we, we get older, you know, shit's starting to sag. You know, you're looking at your shit. You know, I didn't know that was there. You know, graves, whatever it is. I just attack it or I lean into it. I'm never going to die anything. I love my grays. I can't wait till it all turns white. You know what I mean? I'm just pretty much comfortable in my own skin. Yeah. But as far as just fitness and keeping weight off, it's probably the not drinking and eating up to my activity level. Yeah, yeah, because you're, you know, I see you, I see you and Ray, you guys are walking around your Lulu, Lulamon and all your little fancy, expensive sweatpants. Hey, plus I got to stand next to Ray. <laughs> hey. Plus I got to stand next to Ray, Ray bro. gets on you my know. nerves. Ray gets oh, on my nerves. Oh, man. If you like guys... a couple months ago, he put me up against it. He had his they... tight fit. <laughs> And I looked at mine and, you know, my nipple was running toward toward my armpit a little bit, just a little bit. And I'm like, damn, man, OK, I see I can't stand next to Ray. I'm just how yeah, we going to play. So Ray, you know, Ray, I push ups every day on the ass. Just Ray, basic uh, shit like that. OK, I ain't feeling that. OK, let me let me make let me do 200 uh, push ups, 500 sit ups every day on the ass. Yeah, Ray, you know? Ray, Ray, Ray puts us to shame, man. He, what does he, he, he get up at five in the morning? Does yoga? He runs? He does yoga. What does he do? He's, 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 he, look, if. For those, let's get the description of this guy. How old is Ray? 36, 37? Nah, he's 40. Ray is 40 oh, now. Shit. Ray, oh, shit. Ray Hey, Ray yeah. is 40 years old. He looks like he's about 22. He's like Without a muscle-bound, muscle, muscle bound, just buff, light-skinned, green-eyed dude from the town. Your typical classic light-skinned from toes. the town. Walking he's, on his tippy he's been toes. walking on his tippy toes since he's been about 10 years old. His calves... A ridiculous dog, ridiculous. ridiculous calf. Like he's known by the calf, bro. Good brother, baby Huey. But we love, love we love Ray. We love Ray. <laughs> wanted, to, wanted to give Ray, Ray a shout out. Also wanted to give our guy B Lloyd a shout out. I was actually with Brandon down in yeah. Dago. Uh, he's a, a loyal, dedicated listener of the show. He, uh, I know he's gonna. Uh, really look forward to hearing this one, and he's gonna release my dude, my roommate. Yeah, man, that's our guy. So we wanted to shout him out, man. But he's man, a sandal wearing. Yeah, no. Oh, that's <laughs> all right. So let's get to the story about Brandon and the Jesus sandal dog. Because look, when you bring up stuff like that, you we have to talk about it. First of all, Brandon Lloyd is from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay, he came out yeah. to L.A. on his recruiting trip. Right, he comes to UCLA. I think me and you, or I forgot who hosted him, but uh, they, he was my year. So I think. Oh I was no! Oh yeah, my it was on year. your. Was it on your visit? Or I think so. I remember. I don't. So, but then, so what's the story? Was was it on his? No, this, no, no this that's is Carlos Boozer. Got the campus. Oh no, that's Carlos Boozer. I'm thinking about the yeah. Birkenstocks. The Birkenstocks uh, on the Boy visit. With no socks. First first day to campus, like when we was all together on a, <laughs> uh, on a team and some non Birkenstocks. Off brand sandals. <laughs> the Jesus sandals. Man, that was back when that was back when Lloyd had when Lloyd's toes weren't green. Oh, no. Before Lloyd's toes turned. Oh, he said Lloyd showed up in shape. Lloyd showed up looking a lot like Ray Young, but the white version. Low key, don't, don't, don't sleep on me. Lloyd used to look like a little tailback. Yeah, Lloyd was yeah. Lloyd, Lloyd, Lloyd was one of the most obsessive people with his weight and his oh. and his body looked. I mean, he was obsessive. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget how cut he got. I think his junior year. Oh, he was then, clowning. Then he started wearing tight jeans and going to the Century Club with us. Yeah, then he he got exposed and he changed. We love you, Lloyd. We you love you. Me. Shout out to Lloyd, all this his beautiful wife and his beautiful kids down in San yeah. Diego, man. But it's always nice to to remember the times, man. Yeah. Um, our UCLA experience, Lon, was one that was pretty legendary, um, mm-hmm. and we talked about numerous things about it before but but one thing i wanted to bring up i don't think we've talked about before um during our our time right i wanted to know and just to be completely honest from a life skills perspective right did you learn anything when you and i 
had to go through our little counseling situation when we got in trouble. Ooh. Did you learn anything from Dr. Jean? Did you take like for later in life? Because she would always tell us, look, me and Jelani had to see the same. I think she was a psychiatrist or a counselor type of lady. We got in trouble. Angel. We got in trouble at UCLA. You know, we got I think we failed a drug test, smoking a little bit too much marijuana or something yeah. like or something like that. We were early on the cannabis movement. We were advocating early. We were ahead of the curve and we got popped. And we had yeah. to, and we had to go through sort of this, you know, rehabilitation program. And we're going to be upfront and honest about this because for me personally, my meetings with Dr. Jean, lovely lady, was really frank, honest and upfront about everything. Didn't pull any punches. Right. Would just tell you about yourself in a, such a smart, intelligent way. You had no the best. You had no choice but, to, best, listen. but to listen. And I think that my time with her. And talking to her, those all those eight, 10, 12, 14 weeks, whatever it was, I think that was some life changing stuff for me. Yeah, Loco. Yeah, it was. You know what I mean? And shout out to Dr. Gene, oh, uh, Gene, wherever you are. You know what I mean? Because only did, uh, when we, when I got older, eh, when I got older, not in my 30s, but just as, as I got away from UCLA, I saw the work that she did for us. You know what I mean? Uh, and and that's how it's a hats off to how great she was because we we didn't know the blessing that she was giving us at the time because of what we were going through, but she did really do a good job preparing for us for what was next. And uh, I don't know what happens if we have a different psychologist or whatever label yeah. she was if 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 it's not her. Yeah, it went way different because the the one of the the big part of everything was showing up and going. And I know that if it was anyone else that I would not have been motivated to go. I sort of developed a, not a, I, I won't call, I call it a, not an addiction, but I needed to see G. I needed to go see yeah. Dr. G. I wanted to go talk to her because I loved our last conversation. And she did that like 14 times in a row. She was definitely someone that gave me some life coping skills, some, you know, tools to deal with, you know, whatever issues that were at the, at the root of sort of my looming issue. But again, and that leads me into my last question, man, about mental health, man, because we, mm-hmm. we talk about this all the timeline and we get deep into it. And when you see a guy like Delonte West, who who, Delonte, fell, who, man. who fell off the wagon and, yeah. you know, got in a little bit of trouble, we're hoping the best for him. And you, and you see other guys, mm-hmm. ex-NBA guys, retired athletes that, you know, put themselves in interesting predicaments or situations. What do you think you can do or NBA alumni can do to help support their other NBA brethren that have fallen on hard times? Hey, man, get the bros out the house. If you got a, if you got a foundation, you got a game, you know what I mean? You got a golf game. You got anything that you're doing. Find good ways to get the bros out of the house to attend a sporting event, a Rams game, a Panthers game. A, Why? A what does that do? Game. What does that do? Uh, a lot like what we talked about, it'll get you out of your head and, you know what I mean, help you reassess in a in a live situation better. Because if you just at the crib with your sorrows buried underneath, you know, your BS, you forget that life is moving around outside and there's still opportunities. And if you got some good friends, you know what I mean, that want to help you out, they might be waiting on you to hand you an opportunity or to see if you're healthy enough to accept a blessing. So if, you, if you're going to keep yourself hidden away, you know what I mean, it's a a 50-50 thing. You might be able to, you know what I mean, get out of that rut. You might be able to not. But if we can just get each other out the house, you know what I mean? People got wives, you know, kids, you know, whatever it is. Health retreats. We should all be going somewhere every quarter or whatever we it talked, is. We talked about doing yeah, that before. Yeah, yeah. That we need to start that because it's a real thing. You know what I mean? Every People got stressful jobs. People are in different places in their life. And I think once we come together at that, you know what I mean, and build and then send each other back and then come back with information and, oh, this is great. You know what I mean? I appreciate it. And then you send each other back and we just keep coming back. And, you know, that's how, you know, the black community and even what well, I'm just speak to the black community, because a lot of us are black athletes that, you know, they're going through this. Something. That's what we did in the first place. Arm, arm each other up, send it back out, you know what I mean? Bring it back. Oh, this is going on over here. They're doing it this way over here. So-and-so said this. I found this guy. He said this help us out because that's what our uh, – they're not even rivals. That's what the other side is doing. And yeah. I mean and I mean that in the most respectful, 
type of way. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean the other side. I mean the guys that didn't come from our neighborhoods and get scholarships or uh, have an opportunity to participate in the NBA and do all this great yeah. shit. So I just think if we get each other out the house, commune, break bread, send each other back out, you know what I mean, check up on each other, I think we'll be a lot better because, like you said, it's a lot of guys in the crib just in their head. I agree. I've seen it work. I've seen it work in real time with our unit, right? So yep. it worked. It worked. I mean, and it's a pretty dynamic, interesting unit. We got some co- NBA coaches, agents, CEOs, entrepreneurs, yeah. uh, people in the media Gosh, space, the, law the, enforcement. Yeah, the egos, the egos in that room, man. When I walk in a room with you guys, man, you guys' egos are incredible. All you NBA guys, oh, man, I hate it. It sucks. Like, I have to, like, fight to get there a word in. I have to fight to get a word in. <laughs> I have to fight go. to get a word in with you NBA. You cocky, pompous NBA dudes. Nah, the LNS, you know what I mean? The LNS. He, he's got a term. I ain't going to let it fly. Y'all got to do your... He got he to gotta unveil it. Don't hit you if he decides to, to tell you what the acronym LNS stands for as it correlates to this particular situation. But yes, he has a whole line of, of products, you know what I mean, with LNS on it. Relates to these type of things. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna have an Instagram shop pretty soon too. Uh, I'm gonna get this thing going, my brother. Um, sure. But at the end of the day, Lon, I'm excited for you. I'm proud of you, man. Um, I'm excited for all these projects that you got coming up, man. Make sure that you know you, you keep us updated on the show about anything new that's developing. We'd love to have you back, my brother. Um, oh. Thank you so much for your time today. Do you want to give anybody any shout outs before we go? Man, I'm going to give a shout out to Joanna McCoy, my wife, who's been holding it down. You know her for you've known her since she was 16 years old. So I don't never really give her a shout out or flowers. I don't really give myself a shout out at the most, but she deserves a, a lot of credit for being able to put up with me and to be able to do some of this stuff. And then shout out to Brother Barnes and Stephen Jackson, you know what I mean, for trusting me, you know what I mean, with this opportunity. And shout out to you, man. You know what I mean? Josiah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, my man. Jelani McCoy on KJ Live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.